0: or Tuesday, depending on when we broadcast this. But we're um, really honored to have a great animal advocate in the in the studio with us, Randy Wallace from Fox 26. Tam and I, co-presidents of Houston Pets, that we've done a lot of um, interviews with you and got to know you over the years. So we thought this would be an interesting um, time to talk about media, how you got involved in animals and um, and the importance to Houston, the importance of this issue to Houston. So I'm,
1: I'm so glad to be here. I've, I've probably been working with you all for like maybe three at least mm-hmm. three years now, right? Oh, yeah And yeah, it's it's been, it's been really great. I mean I, my hats is my hat's off to what you all do and all the other rescue groups. I mean I you know it's it's amazing to me what you what you all are able to do.
0: Thank you, Randy. We're we feel blessed to be um, surrounded by a lot of great people doing this work. But back to you. Um, how did you get involved, kind of, in animal welfare in Houston? Um, you know, it-
1: I've been um, a general assignment reporter for probably the last I don't know ten years. Before that, I was an investigative reporter. Oh. And a woman by the name of Terry Drennan, who she was with, um, uh, Bassett Bassett buddies, a Bassett. Um, rescue group, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know this at the time, and it had just kind of started where you had different shelters like Bark, Montgomery County. They would allow rescue groups to come in and pull dogs that were they needed medical attention to survive or, you know, under certain circumstances, they'd waive the three day hold and they would say, OK, you, you take this animal. And I mean, it was a, it was a great thing to do. At the time, a woman by the name of Dawn Blackmore was the, the director of the Harris County Animal Shelter. She would have nothing to do with it. I mean, she was no, the, the law says you, we have to hold them for three days before anybody can take them. So that was the original story. And then there was a woman that was, Kathy Sherman was her name. She was an animal control officer for Harris County. She sent me, she started sending me videos showing me where, as we were talking about before, there's a law. There's there's a law in the books that says you cannot euthanize animals in front of each other. You can't have like a math a a mass thing or no animal should see what's about to happen to them. I mean, that's, that's why we have that law. Well, she was breaking the law repeatedly and it took about a year, year and a half before they finally got rid of her because it became kind of a political thing where she'd been there forever. She's a county, you know, when you were, when you were a municipal employee, a county employee, a city employee, there are protections in place and and there should be, you know, I mean, if you give, you know, 10, 20, 30 years to the county or the city, you should your, your employment should be protected. Mm-hmm. But it, it became kind of a political issue where it took a while for them to finally push her out. But I think that was the story where. That's sort of how I became the dog guy.
0: So you did a story on that, actually.
1: Yes, yes, yes. 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 Okay,
0: and I I guess there was a lot of reaction to it.
1: Oh yeah, it was. um, It was. It was a pretty. It was probably one of the biggest stories in the latter part of my investigative career. I got a local Emmy for it, and I mean, it, it, it made a difference. But it was frustrating to a lot of people because well, why is she still there? Why is she still there? Why is she still there? And, you know, I mean, it was one of those things that it did take a while. And I, I do have to say that the station was behind me 100%. She, it got to the point where you can imagine, she did like me too well. <laughs> and she went to the bosses and she said that, you know, I, I, during the interview, yeah. I was hostile. That I had blocked the door. That I wouldn't let her out. Oh. The, well, the thing that she didn't realize is, w- once you do this investigative stuff, you know there are certain there are certain interviews or certain situations where you want everything on. It's like you mm-hmm. roll through the whole thing. Yeah. You know because it's to protect me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, and it's also protecting the person. I yeah. mean, you know, so she made this accusation and then the the news director at the time, you know, sat down with her, had a meeting. And then he asked me about it. And I said, it's all on tape. You can see every single minute. The one thing that I'll never forget about when we, the day we shot the story, we wanted like, you know, B-roll video of her where the animals actually were. So she's like walking, you know, in the, in the actual kennel, you know, the dogs are, are all in cages and she doesn't, all of us, if you love dogs and you're in that situation, yes. you're going to, oh, look at you. Right? right yeah. she, it's like a straight mm-hmm. shot. No, she did not acknowledge a dog. She didn't touch a dog. I mean, it was, yeah. you yeah. know, she just.
0: And we've actually walked those those rows that you talk about with the current, um, I guess, director, director. Of, of the county shelter. And he does stop. And he does, even though I was thinking, do you just become hardened? It was a question in my mind. you just become hardened and you just work? But, you know, as long as he's been there, we see him interact. We see him say, oh, can someone go get a a, a mop and clean this up? Oh, let's get this puppy out of here and bring it to and my Dr. office. Dr. White over there is I'm incredible. Yeah. Yes, he's, he's the one who yes. does that now we've for never... as long as he's been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time we've been in his office, he always has a box one puppies. or two or three or 20 puppies, yes. you know, in a yeah. little play area carrying for that so yeah. we know we know that dr white cares a lot about animals mm-hmm. and kudos to him and and the great new facility that they have too it's right? beautiful and yeah. to it's you beautiful. too for for bringing that kudos to you for bringing that story and shining the light on what was happening at the shelters because we know historically houston shelters haven't been treating the animals right well, well and they're
1: not it's just really kind yeah. of recently okay. if you will where they, where they became it became a situation where we get these animals out of here. Before it was just, it was a a pound, yeah. you know? The idea of what do we do with them was always, well, we euthanize them if they don't belong to anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a relatively new phenomenon that yeah. these shelters, and the reason they're doing it is because they get so much help from rescue groups.
0: They could not do yep. it
1: without rescue groups. There's no way.
0: I wonder what the percentage is of the rescue groups being responsible for the good outcomes of the shelter. Oh, you know, if it wasn't for rescue, be 70 yes. or 80%? Yes. I would yes. say at least because we know it's the rescue group. So, you know, it's great that Bark has turned their their facility around and Harris County has done so much, but they've also, they also need to credit those rescue groups for the success. Yeah. The oh, yeah. They would had. not, they I would, mean,
1: yeah. Bark is touting a, a, a 94, 95% live release Mm -hmm. rate. It would not be that Mm -hmm. without rescue groups, there's no way. And you gotta remember too, these are tax funded entities Mm -hmm. and it's tax dollars. And it would be questionable to to spend, as much as I love animals, to spend $10,000 on one animal. You can't do that as a tax funded entity. But if you wanna do it as a private group and get donations, you have every right to do that, and it's a great thing to do.
0: It is a great thing to do, and we're lucky that there are so many rescue groups willing to do that. You know, and their philosophies do range. Some groups will say, "No, we 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 want to end the suffering of this animal," and there are other groups that will spend ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand. And hats off to all of them for the work that they do. Right.
1: I, I when you look at that, I can see both. I I can see right. it both ways mm-hmm. because I've had older dogs, I've lost older dogs. And it's like, at, just as a pet owner, sometimes we have, to, we can be yeah. faced with that decision, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if you don't have that much money? Yeah. And all of a sudden you're looking at a five, six, $7,000 mm-hmm. vet bill, and there's no guarantee. And the vet is telling you, you know, the vet's upfront right. about it. Hey, we could maybe extend your pet's life, or it might not really do that that much. So, mm-hmm. It's, they're hard, it's hard decisions to make on a personal level yeah. and when you have a group of people making that decision. But yes. unlike you, I, I can, however you however you view that yes. is 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 your <laughs> own opinion yeah. and your heart's in the right place either way. Yeah,
0: yeah. we so, honor okay. him. Yeah. So you've done a lot of stories since that original story in what, 2007, 2008?
1: Yeah, it was like 2008, 2009. Wow. And then I just, that's sort of what made people... I, I, there was a period of time where I did a lot of stories on top protective services Mm. and they're hard stories to do. And Mm. uh, they they don't make the great, the greatest TV stories in the world, but they're very good. I mean, it's like, you know, that agency needs to be exposed Mm -hmm. from time to time. And so for a while, I was sort of the, well to this day I'll get you know tips and stuff from people that are having issues with child protective mm-hmm. services now I'm doing the breaking bond thing with Andy Kahn that's quite, sort of the quite. big issue now yeah. so the thing I've learned by doing this it's sort of what you put out there mm-hmm. is what you get back mm-hmm. and I think when people watched the the Harris County Shelter expose from 2009 it's like ooh, this dude likes animals you know what I mean so it's if you, if you saw a story on a particular issue that you were having, and it was some particular reporter, that's the reporter yeah, you're likely going to call and say, "Hey, I have this issue, or I have this problem mm-hmm.
0: too." But you really do love animals. Oh you my God, know I you do. do. I yeah. do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> more so than people yeah. sometimes.
0: Well, you <laughs> so much easier, I right? <laughs> <laughs> They are it's, uncomplicated. Yeah, it's so it, uncomplicated. It,
1: you you know how it is, especially when you're when people kind of know who you are and you know, you, you want everybody to like you, you want to be able to help everybody that reaches out to you. That's not possible. It just isn't. And it's like, I gave up reading the comments a long time ago. I mean, back when I was doing investigative stuff, I would, you know, here I thought, Oh, look, look what I uncovered here. And I'd get some, you know, post, your shirt doesn't match your tie. Or, <laughs> and you think, what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to get a little bit of a, a, a thick skin yeah. to be in, in your business, we know. And, Do you see the animals, though, the subject of animals being um, well-received in the community? Y-
1: yes. Yeah. And, and 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 my station, too, I mean, you see the end result of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, there there's obviously... I mean, we live in a a society now where they're not pets, they're children, right? right? And it's like, it's your child and you're going to spend money on your pet and you want to know, you know, the best, the best treatment for your pet, the best food for your pet. I mean, there's a, there's a huge audience out there that, Mm -hmm. and and it's starting to affect elections. I mean, you know, you all got involved with, um, The mayor race last time, Fort Bend County, there's a woman there uh, that she's, she has these political forums, Mm -hmm. you know, and these people, that's all they address Mm -hmm. is where they stand on animal issues.
0: We believe that was important mm -hmm. to make this a part of the platforms of elected officials. And I'm glad you brought up the forum because, or candidates, because it, it is, it's, it's bipartisan, but. At this point, it is somewhat political because the funding has to come from the governments if we're going to solve this problem. You know, the governments have to work together with the nonprofits, with the the corporations, with the foundations, everybody's going to have to come together. So we're excited that candidates are looking at this um, and putting it on their platforms um, especially in Texas, in Houston, where it it has reached a crisis level, and yeah, you, you've it, the pointed out. Care.
1: Yeah, you've pointed out many times. It's a quality of life it's, issue. It really is. It's not you know. It's not just stray dogs running around. I mean, there are neighborhoods where it's not safe for people. To just be able to walk down their sidewalk or, you know. It, it, get to it, the bus. Yeah. Metro w- said right, their number yeah. one
0: complaint is people cannot get to the bus stop. So here we provide the service of having um, mass mass transit in Houston, but the people can't get to it because of the packs of dogs. We spent millions, hundreds of millions on hike and bike trails, but people are afraid to ride on them now because of the packs of dogs. So, you know, you've got all this this um, advancement and this growth in this wonderful city of Houston, but yet we look like a third world country when, when it comes to how we, how we deal with our our historic population. Well,
1: last year you and I did a story about Houston, uh, about um, postal workers in Houston being bitten by dogs more than anywhere else in the country. And just the other day, they came out with the most recent study and where we lead the pack. I mean, that's,
0: again yeah
1: again. it's that's just that's wrong on so many levels well
0: you're really affecting you know go, going back to quality of life and public safety so here I, I think I wrote an email last night talking about if you're a fireman or a police officer you expect to go into dangerous situations we've got postal workers now who have their lives threatened almost daily by these dogs that are running around and they, you know, they have to do their job, but yet they get no protection from these animals because the city is not out there picking up the strays. They're not looking for the packs of dogs. They'll take an animal occasionally if you find the right slot, you know, to, to bring the animal in, yeah. but they're not out. We're not out picking up those strays anymore, which no. is unfortunate. Right. And people are paying, people are paying the, the, the um, paying for that. But so what percentage of stories do you do, um, that, Um, relate to animals, do you think?
1: I probably, I would say I average maybe one report a week. Mm -hmm. And again, it all depends on um, the news of the day. You know, I mean, my bosses are really, sometimes I probably... If, if I could have my way, I would do nothing but dog stories and the Breaking Bad series. That's what I would do. But that's not going to happen. I mean, you know, that's, that's in my little world. That's not in their world. But they, you know, they don't complain, like, right. you know, pitch these dog stories over and over again. And a lot of them turn out really well. And the, the best thing, there's been a couple of times, and it just, I think I was more excited than the people, where... Um, I did a story, and they found the dog. I did a story like just two or three weeks ago. um, This guy down at Midtown, and his housekeeper had taken both of his dogs to um, that park, that dog park, Bagby Dog Park. Uh And this, it was real calculated. This guy um, is like watching... The housekeeper that's got the dogs, right. and you know he's in the fenced-in area, and he takes them off the leash to let them run around, play a little bit. This guy grabs the dog, jumps the fence, and jumps into a vehicle.
0: Oh my gosh! And I the, can't imagine. Uh,
1: the guy was just devastated. I mean, it was like he was so worried about the dog, and um, I did. We did the story, mm-hmm. and then. Five minutes after it aired, this woman called the newsroom and she said, Oh my that I think I bought I had that dog. I bought that dog from a homeless guy a couple days ago oh, for
0: Yeah. Wow. Yes. wow. <laughs> so because of your story, this yeah. guy got his yes. dog back. Wow. Unbelievable, Randy. And it's just and
1: it's not really anything that I do. It's like I'm just sort of the messenger, you know. I yeah. put it out there and right. there was a woman that um this was probably 2 or 3 years ago to this day this woman sends me cookies and stuff but <laughs> she she went to um home depot and she had her dog it was a border collie in in her truck mm-hmm. and she runs into um home depot to grab some somebody steals the truck with the dog in it oh, and she didn't care anything about that truck mm-hmm. you know she said like, i don't i don't want the truck if you got the truck keep the truck Please, 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 I want my dog back. And it was right before Christmas. It was a few days before Christmas. And it was just, I was just, please, please. Yeah. And um, I did the story, and about three or four days passed. And mm-hmm. I had left town to go to Ohio to visit my family for Christmas. And somehow she got, I, I forget how it happened, but she got the dog wow. back.
0: Unbelievable. Wow. That's great. And, I'm, and I've
1: done some. It, it doesn't happen. You know, They do not they right. don't get their pet back. But when they do, it's... It's super exciting.
0: Well, when you're in looking at Houston right now, and the crime is up and everyone is is pretty much aware of it, but you also have to protect those animals too. Yeah. Don't leave them in your car. Don't leave them in your yard unattended because people are stealing. Yes. My son came home last night and he said, I'm going back out. I said, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to buy some chickens. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're not buying chickens. But apparently there was a man alongside the road selling chickens. Yeah. I mean, ought, Within blocks of our house. So in the inner city, he said, I think he's homeless. He's probably trying to get some money, but I'm worried about the chickens. And I said, well, I'm worried about them in our garage because we have a pit bull. And right. you know, and, and who's who would probably be best friends with him. But it's the little terrier who would who would um, might not agree with having chickens in <laughs> the right. garage. But, you know, people are doing, what I'm saying is people are doing a lot because they're desperate right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of desperation. And animals um, bring value. You can go on Craigslist and buy buy animals. Unfortunately, so be careful. If you have a dog, you know, protect it like you do your children. Yes, you,
1: yes, you know? yeah, yeah. I think the days of just putting the dog in the backyard and. Checking on them five or ten minutes later. Those days no, are gone. I
0: think so too. I yeah. mean, they
1: really are. Yeah. I have a pit, so no one's going to take her. <laughs> <laughs> you have a pit. Yes. Oh. Yes. What is her name? Her name is Sugar.
0: Sugar. And
1: she's huge.
0: <laughs> Where did you get her, Randy?
1: Is it a good story? I, I was. I always was. I, I always loved miniature doxies. I just mm-hmm. loved those dogs. And I had two, and one of them died. Oh, maybe around 2010. Then the other one passed away. And I was just, I was done. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm not. And this friend, These friends of mine, they had a pit that had puppies. And they were like, hey, no, 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 no. And I had never even, I mean, I was one of those people. I thought, who has a pit? They, yeah. they eat the baby, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so they would, they'd find reasons for me to keep it. We're going away. Could you just watch it for the weekend? Could you just watch it for the weekend? And I was, I was okay, but I would not, you know, get. I was going to get attached to the dog, and you know, it would. Time would go by where it would be like a month or two, and it's bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and so, they bring it one weekend to stay with me, and I'm like, you know, what's the, what? okay? So I'm sitting. I have like a, a couch here and a couch here, and I'm sitting on this couch, and she's sitting on the other couch. And I was reading or something and she's just she's, she just slowly gets closer and closer and closer. Aww. And I'm thinking, is she gonna eat me? Oh. And the next thing I know, she's like right next to me. And then I kind of did one of these and she gives me like the softest little Aww. kiss, and I'm like, that's it, you're Aww. Mine. Aww. <laughs> oh, that. And That was that was it. They're the
0: sweetest uh, yes, things, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, my little ones does that now. He just gets a little closer, a little closer. And then it's like, and he's in my lap. And I'm like, you are not a lap dog. But he thinks he is, you yeah. know. He's the sweetest, sweetest I mean,
1: mine's dog. protective. I mean, if 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 you come to my house and she knows I want you in my house, she'll do all she can to get yeah. in her lap. Yeah. But if if she, if I'm like, who are you? Or she senses that I'm yeah. not real sure that I want you there. She's not going to let you in. Yeah.
0: Well, so would a Chihuahua, you know, or a Silky, or Or, or a Cocker (laughs) Spaniel, or, you you know, some of the dogs that have the highest rate of bites, you know?
1: I had a Cocker Spaniel a long time ago, and I love Cocker Spaniels, but they can be a little, yeah, they can. They're
0: bitey. Yeah. Yeah, It's a beautiful dog, but yeah.
1: When I was growing up, one of the meanest dogs I ever came across, my cousin had like a a full-size, like a big poodle, you Mm -hmm. know? That was, Jacques was the dog's name. And whenever. I didn't like his name. Well, whenever you'd go to the door, it's like he didn't want you to leave. And whenever you'd go, like, to the front door to walk out, he bites on the butt. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) He was a mean dog. That's the only dog that I ever met in my entire life that I just really didn't want to have Mm -hmm. any kind of relationship with, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: They're they're great, aren't they? And yeah. you know, you bring up a good point about how these dogs become earlier. You did um, like family, like children. You know, ninety percent of people with dogs consider them a family member. They are not a pet. Right? They are not. Um, they are not not part of the family. They are a family member. So, um, I can see why your stories get a lot of attention and people are interested and they want you to do more animal stories because if you care about your dogs, if you have one, you've got to you've got to care about the hundreds of thousands that are on our streets because they're not personalities.
1: They have souls. They have personalities. Are they right? You've been out on the
0: streets with us. You know that those dogs on the streets, people, they're street dogs. Oh, they're strays. They are exactly like the dogs that are in the homes. They still have feelings. They still want to be loved. You know, I got into a conversation this weekend with somebody about um, these, there's a dog, it's a video and the dog goes to the car wash and gets the, the rollers like on his back and he's a stray dog and i said dogs need to be touched you know he probably that's just like you need food water shelter and human touch humans do i think dogs do too and i think that was his way of of getting touched. you know he he needed that because my pit bull does the same thing he goes through the closet at sloth speed and and just slowly lets the clothing it's the gold over thing his ever. body, it's the funniest thing. But he'll just sloths be just and the clothes clothing is just slowly dragging over his body. But I think maybe for the five or six years he was on the streets and he didn't have any love. Yeah, you know, it's that touch that he mm. needs. It's the only. thing And I those clothes think of.
1: smell like you too. Yeah, yeah that So is it's true. like yeah. it's it's you know it's a double yeah. double yeah. good thing for him. He's yeah. smelling you uh-huh. and he's. A feeling, this and it's yeah. yeah.
0: That's the first safety he's ever had in his life. Yeah, yeah. which which was probably our host. And, and think
1: about it. No matter how many dogs you've had in your life, they're all different, yes. right? I mean, you yeah. there's yeah. there's not like two alike. No, <laughs> no they not, not
0: even have, in the same breed. <laughs> right? You yeah. know, like we're Westie lovers. You know, and yeah, I'd go and visit Westies after my Westie died, or see a friend's, and I'd be pick it up and just want that same feeling. Mm-mm, that it's it's such a soul. Each dog has a, that that singular soul, um, characteristics, personality, unique only to them, I think. And when you rescue them, it's so interesting Mm -hmm. to see that personality evolve and come out and they can, Get to be their true selves, and sometimes it takes years. Yeah, our yeah. most recent little Benjamin, you know, we couldn't even touch him at first. He had to let me touch him because he couldn't walk. I had to carry him, but now he's learning how to be a dog. He picks up his toys and he runs through the house, and you know, things I never thought I'd see him do. And literally, it you know, it brings tears to our eyes to see him um, become relaxed and joyful and kind of the puppy that he gets to experience his puppyhood where he probably didn't as a, as a street dog. So it's a beautiful thing to watch. And
1: they, I, I just think there's something about them that it's like they love you even more because they know, you know, I mean, before, before I ever really knew about a rescue group or anything Mm -hmm. like that, it was like in the mid nineties and this Conker Spaniel that was a mess was just hanging around the neighborhood and it would just you know always see me and come and I, I started feeding it and then a friend of mine was like we're gonna we'll clean it up we're gonna clean the dog up and we'll give it away is it okay i mean it was nasty i mean you know how conquer spaniels yeah, that have yeah. never been groomed oh, and God. oh it was awful well we cleaned the dog up and i'd had i had her about three four months and this couple said you know we'll take her and i'd had her for three months and so they come to get her and she's just sitting there staring at me <laughs> you know and they're like we're gonna go now we're gonna go now i'm like no <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'm keeping the dog
0: oh, wow. foster had, fail
1: <laughs> and, yes and at that time um i took her to the vet they guessed that she was seven eight years old oh. she lived to be 14 15 wow. years old she ended up Bless her heart, she was. She ended up being uh, blind and deaf. But, you know, it's like she, somehow there was, like, some bees in the backyard, and she got in this beehive, and, she you know, she's all swollen up, so I had to go to the vet. And I'm thinking, the vet's going to say, we got to put this oh, poor dog yeah. down. So the vet's looking at her, and he said, I forget what it was, why he said this, but he's like, I don't think she can see. And I'm like, okay then a couple minutes later, he's like, she's deaf. And I'm like, what's your point? <laughs> he's like, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's like, she, as long as she's happy. I mean, you couldn't rearrange the furniture or anything, but she, you know, she could go through that. She'd always go to the same spot in the backyard. I mean, she was.
0: Amazing animals, yeah. amazing creatures. They are, they have senses we'll never, never appreciate. You never understand. We can appreciate, but you know, can't and you never yeah, forget any of it. them i mean i
1: haven't had oh. you know in my life i've probably had eight i guess maybe eight dogs mm-hmm. but I, I will always remember them and it's it's awful when you lose one i mean it's just it's oh. heart wrenching and and i think everybody's first reaction is i'm not doing that again yeah. it, it's like any situation where, where you where your heart hurts right mm-hmm. you get your heart hurt and you think i'm yeah. not doing that I think again so. Well, yeah. but then you know that the animal wants you to,
0: right? Yes.
1: You know, and you're not, you're not replacing anybody or anything or any animal. You're just helping another one out.
0: It's one reason we love our fosters. You know, those, yeah. it's such a selfless act. We've all done it. Jill and Tina, but we Bring that foster in your home. It doesn't matter. I mean, I have fallen in love on transport day and then shed tears because that dog is going. I've known the dog less than an hour, you know? (laughs) So to have your dog in your home for weeks and months and you rehabilitate it, you make that connection and then you put it on a bus and you know it's going to have a great ride and it's going to go to a forever home. And there's nothing bad about it. It's just you get attached so quickly. So all those foster groups out there, all those foster people, such a selfless act. That they do every day by having these dogs in their home and then you know letting them go on to their forever and home. And there's a big need for uh, foster. i like, so need. glad you said that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, that might be another story Randy. Yeah. The need yeah. for fosters. They yes. Do. Because and, and it's changed too. You know a lot of times fostering um, used to be that you get a dog and you get stuck with it forever. You know because right, you right. yeah right. You know, yeah and, yeah. And that wouldn't be a bad thing but if you know now that you're that if you can foster and that dog is going on transport. Um, there's a finite amount of time. I think people are more interested to foster knowing that, you know, I'll only have this dog for two or three weeks and then yeah. it can go. So. And
1: it's a great way too. If you, if you don't, breeds are different. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they, they are, and it's a perfect opportunity to kind of try one out, yeah. right? I mean, oh, yeah. you try, right. if yeah. you've never had, you know, a pity or you've mm-hmm. never had a doxin or whatever, it's mm-hmm. like you get to try it out and see what Such they're
0: like. I never thought about yeah. that. Yeah
1: and it's free i mean you're out you're the the group gives you the food the you don't report. pay me i mean it's it's completely
0: free yeah yeah well thank you for for the work that you do for being the dog reporter the animal reporter we're so grateful you have changed kind of the the landscape for a lot of um, animal welfare in Houston by the stories that you've done, you know they're important. Whether it's from, you know, cruelty cases or lost dogs or or just kind of the state legislation. of legislation, yeah, yeah, legislation, the state of the way things are in this city. You've brought attention to the crisis that we have, and so we're we're grateful to you, Randy.
1: Well, thank you. You you all have been wonderful to me for the last what's it been now three years? I guess finished. I met you on 2018.
0: It- Yeah, Mm -hmm. probably.
1: Now it's just you kind of. It's like, it was a pre-pandemic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, or was right. it
0: before the flood or after? <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> Which crisis was it? Which <laughs> we catastrophe had happened? we're going to have to have a designation A, B, C. You know, right. a, yeah. <laughs> after the pandemic and nothing will ever be the same. But it was definitely before. I think it was back when we were doing the forum, the mayoral forum. Right. Was, I want to say it was eighteen. Does yeah. that sound
1: right to you? That's when I started with you some headsets. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You Jill probably
0: connected us with Randy. Yes. You know? yeah. So, yeah. Thank it's you. all Jill's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people um, find your stories and tune into
1: your reports and all that? Well, um, yeah, I've got a Facebook page that I post a lot of stuff. Randy Wallace, Fox 26. If you think that you have a story um about something, please reach out to me. Just understand that I'm a really busy. They they keep they keep my old butt Mm -hmm. hopping (laughs) and I can't, you know, if, if, and I will tell you if I, if it's just not a story, if, for example, if you see what you, you think is animal cruelty and you've called law enforcement and they basically told you the same thing, I, I cannot put that on television. I mean, if, if, if there's not a law enforcement official or a criminal charge involved, I can't accuse somebody of animal cruelty or right. any other crime without some sort of charge or official investigation.
0: Right. And we hope we hope that we have more laws in place very soon so that these law, of, law enforcement officers can start uh, protecting animals when they're on the street. And then you can start reporting some of this stuff because what you see is is negligence it yes. is suffering but there aren't the laws to back up what needs to be said or what needs to be done right i mean
1: and go. you know i'm and, and i'm sure you all are the same you don't ever tether your animal you don't put your dogs on a chain i never put my dog on a chain i mean right. they go on the back door, they come back in the house right. i mean they would put me on a chain before
0: they let me <laughs> put a chain on them right. it's you not know. a climate where a dog should be an outdoor dog that's it's Yeah. Right. Especially without some sort of protection. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for being here today, Randy. Thank you. It's always great to see you. You too. Such a good friend to Houston Pets and the animals. Yep. Thank you.